Okay, while the others are coming in, I am going to just address one thing. Uh, a question that came in my direction. Why do I have no extra load on me? I've got the freedom of Jesus Christ now <laughs> in a bag on me. Um, I spoke to somebody, and one thing that I can... One thing that um, I just want to address is if you struggle to cope with your own child, I always say to people, try and get a long-term perspective. Don't think about, oh, if I just get this child to sleep, then my life will be better. Think about the fact that you want to have a relationship with your grandchildren. Think about the fact that you want this child to leave your home and get a decent job. Because if we start focusing short-term on children, we make wrong decisions. As a parent or a facilitator, if in your heart comes up a shame, I teach the parents that I work with, the moment you, you say, oh, shame, you start thinking with your heart. And we need to bring children up with our knowledge and our heart. Then the chances that you're going to make the wrong decision is very big. Remember, if a child does something that you think is wrong, if it doesn't have eternal effects, rethink about if it's worth fighting for. Let me give you an example. A child um, try and manipulate you to do something that child wants. I say, sorry my child, you, you're trying to manipulate me? Nobody wants to marry a manipulator, you're not going to get a wife or a husband and then I must look after you my life. Nobody wants to work with a manipulator, so manipulation is not on. I stand strong. This child wants to put on sandals in winter. Worst case scenario, her toes get very cold. We don't live in the North Pole. Her toes will not fall off. Why enter all thing about shoes? You see what I mean? Fight about things that got eternal value, that is moral things that you need to fight for. Okay. Especially teenagers, and I see he's not now here in, you know, in the... But... We mustn't sweat the small stuff with teenagers. Mm. Take them on, on things that got moral values. Otherwise, you're on their case the whole time. What I teach to parents with teenagers or with people that work at teenagers, if, we, if the church or the parents are the whole time on that teenager's case, where is he going to children? Then they don't come to church, they don't come home, they
they go into a dangerous places. And with that, I don't say accommodate everything, but when you are tired, you need a space to move to, to refresh, refill your heart with love. If we're constantly fighting with our teenagers, where do they go? We push them away from us. Okay, just something to think about. Okay, I'm going to demonstrate a few things. Once again, all these examples that I took out, yeah, that I'm doing for you, is in a book, Simple Science Object Lessons, of Jackson's Reach. So Jackson's Reach is really very good info. I know there was a few churches that, a few last year or the year before, um, came to a talk that I've done, and they bought their Safari Kids range, which is also amazing. But you can buy these books with different themes, and this one gives you some science objection lessons. The one that I'm going to just show you, I'm not going to do the whole story. We grown-ups, you, you are very creative. You can design your own uh, lesson. I just want to tell you what is the biblical principle or the biblical verse, and then I'm going to show you how to do it in short. So this specific one is about Psalm 23. And you talk the child through about how life happened, and we each want a person. And God made us each one unique, and we are a person in life, but life don't always turn out the way we want to. Sometimes life throws things at us, and sometimes the heat is on. So let's see what happened to this balloon if the heat is on to this balloon. So if we don't listen to biblical principles, Psalm 23 verse 1 says, He leads me beside the still waters. So if you take that biblical principle and you can be creative, and it's definitely not going to be this short. You can really go on with it. And you fill the balloon with water. Now, this is now, do I trust signs or don't I trust signs? I'm just going to do it over <laughs> But I, it never broke just now. If the heat comes and you fill it with the living water of Jesus Christ, you can withstand what is coming in your direction. You see that? You can stand, I've stand already, 45 seconds Hallelujah. to a minute and it's not breaking because it's science. I also tell the children why does it happen? Because it's not magic. The coolness of the water stop the balloon from bursting because the balloon don't come warm. So the child that want to know, I tell them the science after it. But this way you can use something. I had all of your attention and you were all worrying with me, is this balloon going to burst or isn't it going to burst? Okay. And quite often then, if I, walk, if I need fire, I like to work with a, with a lighter. Because why I use this lighter, if I use a small lighter, the kids think I'm smoking. Then it affects my, <laughs> it affects my uh, authority that I've got over there. But if you come and open my cupboard in my in children's church, 
the cigarettes, an empty packet, and there is an empty beer bottle. Because I work it into my lessons for the children. I'm not hiding life from them. And then I like a lighter because if one of you were moving before I wanted you to move, I just went like this and you were sitting still again. Okay. So you use what you're going to show to keep the attention and to keep the children quiet. You didn't hear that from me. We don't want quiet children, but sometimes there's a time for everything. Okay. So this is the one with the balloon. Then, so that was Psalm 23. He leads me beside the still waters. Next one I want to show you. Um, I did show you the in-out one before. This one I want to show you uh, is a nice one to do with children. I always, uh, the principle that I, I bring across is basically uh, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27. God has chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So I always start off with a paper and I tell them that, that God made us and then life come. He made us very nice and clean, but then life, the, the sinful life started. And the world starts telling you, you're not good enough the way you are. And sin had brought things into your life. And they tell you, oh, you know what, you cannot be so such rectangular. Let me change you a little bit, okay? Maybe this is a little bit better. Tell you you need those name brand clothes, you know? Then they say, oh no, you know what? Your neighborhood and the house that you live in is not good enough. You need this one. So you can once again go very creative with the kids and tell them all these things. Then they start telling you, oh, you know what? You need holidays. That... Just to go visit granny and grandpa isn't good enough. You need a true holiday. You need to buy air tickets. And the kids enjoy always the airplanes a lot. Okay. They tell you, you need air tickets to go to this place or to that place. But you know what? All this is lies. We must listen to God. And God tell us what is not of him in our life. And then you could start and say, maybe God's showing you that jealousy on, the, on that person that go on holiday is not right. Mm -hmm. And you must take it off. You give it to God. You don't want to have jealousy in your life. And you can just build your story around it. The main thing is you want to take that part off as well as that part. That you are just left with that piece left. Okay. Then you take all these parts and you continue and you say, now let's see, what if you keep all those parts, that jealousy, that thing that you are materialistic, all of that, let's open it and we pack it out. Now all those pieces that you get off there, if you pack them out, this is what it spells. So if you are not prepared to let God take all that away from you, this is what, where you're going. And there's nothing wrong to talk about heaven and hell with children. Remember I said they're in the phase where the moral development is either right or wrong. 
So you will get, you actually need to guide children that they don't run up to one another and say, if you do that, you're going to hell. <laughs> but that is where they are now at their level. And I don't have a problem to do something around the hell for them. But look, if God take that away from you, look what's left of you. So a stupid folding of papers can keep their attention into half an hour where you build step for step into it. This um, you will see, I'll just quickly, uh, let me just cut this, I will just show you that it just makes sense to you. If you cut off all this parts that the paper give you, there is, but this is also on internet. If you, if you type in somewhere, uh, paper, origami, hell, heaven, it comes up. This is the H, there's two like that for the H that you spell. Then there is two like this for the E. Uh, where's my paper? Two like this for the E, standing there and there. There's two small pieces coming out that you stick there, and the other two legs are forming the L. So your paper are quite okay. There's your L's coming out. Okay. So it's quite easy and simple that it worked out. Okay, so that there is a whole thing that you could have done around what God wants for you um, in life. And you don't need to stick to the, the verses that I give. This one you can incorporate in lots of different teachings. Okay. Then uh, two more to go. Actually, this one I use, I'm going to show you two different versions of it. It's very difficult for children to sometimes accept that God is around them, but they cannot see God. And the moment that they see, but they... If they experience, but there is things around us that we, we don't see, then their head is more open to understand that God does exist, although we cannot see him. So one of the things uh, that we also use here is trust the Lord. And the one that I want to show you first is we just take a glass of water and we pour water into it. And I say to the children, I just take the index card and I put it on. And then I turn it over and I ask the children, what would they think will happen if I take my hand away? Why does it happen? Because there's air. And the air that we cannot see cause that to happen so we can trust it so we can trust the Lord although we cannot see him with our eyes but exactly same principle you can do with children by and they love this one as well I put this in I've take a paper towel I put it in for them I say okay I'm going to put uh, let me just decide which I will use that one. I will pour it back again. I say to them, if I put that glass in that 
water. What is going to happen to the paper towel? It's not magic, it's science. In this glass, we don't see all the air that's in that glass. And just the way we cannot see the air, we cannot see God. But that doesn't mean God cannot protect you. Because if I put it in here, that air protects that towel. And once again, it is dry. So simple science things we can use to our advantage to carry over principles that is very difficult to explain. I don't need to reason with a child. Can, is there power in God, even though they cannot see me? Because we do these kind of things, and they know. <laughs> Just a question. Yes. So there's this question that always comes. Uh, yes. So we always tell kids that God knows everything, right? Yes. And then they'll ask, okay, if God knows everything, he created devil. Right? Yeah. Which was Satan and he was the angel. And he knew, so God knew that he was going to. Yeah, there's no God. surprises for yeah. God. Yes. So he's like, but then why did God create him yes. if he knew he was going to be a person? The main reason behind God created because he wanted relationship. He could have been God all by himself alone, but he's a God of relationship. So he chose to have a, somebody with him to have relation and God don't like to have marionettes or puppets around him. He gave the human the choice because he wanted us to choose him. And that's enough for children. You don't have these huge theological questions further. <laughs> and one thing that I teach children from the start, my child, there's one thing. I'll never pull this on a child except with God. You must accept you are the creation of God. When I give you clay, and I give them balls of clay, make what you want. I, you can do with that clay what you want. Say, God is the creator. I cannot question God. God, I don't need to explain to you why God do certain things for you to believe in it. Mm. God is God and you is creation. And we must never, because that's one of the things that children will come and challenge you on. And I will never tell a child, because I'm a grown-up, <laughs> I'll never tell a child that. But I tell very easily a child, it's a principle like that one that I teach them, honor your father and mother so that you can be blessed in your life. It's a spiritual principle. God is God, and you human. And if we get that out of sync, we start looking for trouble. Mm. Then we start questioning, this person got healing, why didn't this one get yes. This, 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 this. We must always submit. I'm only the creation. I must submit under the creator. Okay, then, so that one was Psalm 37.3, Trust in the Lord. Then, this one is also quite nice. Um, I'm not going to do it in a bigger bowl. You will get the idea. 
what I want to do. You take, I only use brown sugar at home, so you can see my water now, because I put brown sugar in. If you put sugar, I've put about in here, maybe five teaspoons of sugar. So it's also science. Then what I did is I took two eggs. On the two eggs, I brought a third one with, just for in case one broke on the way here. Okay. With the two eggs, what I've done is, uh, on the one egg, I drew just a smile, and the other egg, I drew a sad mouth. Okay? The principle that you come across with this activity is rejoice in the Lord, always Philippians um, 4, 4. So, what happened is, I drew this smile in this direction, and I drew the other one in the opposite direction, in the opposite direction. So, then you take, and you talk, you make your whole teaching around rejoicing the Lord, and if you feel bad, if you take it to the Lord in prayer, the Lord come and refresh your heart, and then you take this, and while you're talking and telling the story, you put it into the water. Now, you must have at least 12 millimeter of water that this thing can spun around easily. But you that's sitting in front can see that you see the smile in the right way. If I take this one and I put it in there slowly, while I'm talking and telling the story, then you will did I do it right? No, it's that way around. I do my, my thing the wrong way around. Let me just do it this way. Sorry. That way. What happened is, the science behind it, if I put it in, it turned it around and the face become a smiley face. Why? Because the science behind the egg is there is a space with air in. So if you put an egg in water, the air will always go to the top. So you must draw your smile that the air is up at the top. So if you put it upside down in there, it just shoops. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I didn't do anything to the egg. I'm still <laughs> going to air, bake the egg tonight. Okay. So it's not wasting of food. Because we also need to be careful not to let children waste food. <laughs> I, had a, I was one day talking to parents and grandparents and the, the old man told me that he gave his grandchild this long lesson. She didn't want to eat her lunch after school. And he was talking to her and talking and said to her, how many children in Ethiopia, there's children dying. They don't have food. She listened him out. You know what was her answer? Grandpa, nobody said life is fair. <laughs> so we must be careful. No, don't go on these things and go on yeah. and on. Give children a principle and, and they don't need preaching. They need to explore certain values and certain uh, truths. Okay, then there's two more I want to show you. The one got to do with, let me just close this one. I actually can, uh, let me just think how I'm going to do it. 
I'm first going to put it in there. This one, the children love it because they can participate a lot in it. I take uh, ping pong and table tennis balls and I let the children discuss what is bad things that people can do to them. And then we need to forgive and deal with things. So as they go along, I put for each thing that the child say, this one say uh, a friend that mock you. This one say a daddy that smack you. This one, each one can say whatever they want to and I put it in. And we just keep on filling and filling and filling. And as you can see, it takes quite a bit of ping pong balls. So the children love the participation and you get rid of all the emotions of the ones that want to share. And that teacher that told them they're stupid. And that, uh, no, nobody at church said anything wrong. <laughs> then, uh, you know, the aunt that lives next door that said she stole her peaches, but she never did it, so we put it in. And then I asked them, okay, if all of that is in there, what is the answer to that? What do we do with all those things that hurt us in life? We need to take it to the Lord. We need living water coming into us. And then I start and I say to them, let's explore what happens if we open our heart, even though all these things are in us. We pack all these things in our heart. Let's see what happens if we start pouring the truth and the love of God into us. Then let's have a look what happened to it. I'm just going to pull this, that I can put this bowl underneath. Okay. And then while I'm pouring in, I say, you maybe go to, to church and you hear this verse and you realize, but I'm not bad, I'm not naughty. That's just words of people. The Lord said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And we put water in and then I let them give me examples of things that they had to cope with. Let's take it to the Lord. You pray about this. Let's go. And the more you get of the Lord in your heart, what happened with those things? They came out of you. And that, at the end of the day, if you get filled, you will never get all out of your life because we are imperfect. But look, you become a new person. You light again. All that darkness come out of your heart. And those kids understand the principle of it. You just make it. So I think sometimes if we use this as pastors in the big church, some of the congregants will also understand better what's going on. Yeah. Okay, the last one I'm going to show you. We're five minutes over our time. The last one that I'm going to show you, I did, was one of you that's here in a previous session that I've done. Okay, so I just wanted to say, don't say what's going to happen. Okay. This one I like to do, and I actually, a friend of mine is using this when you go up in Africa on evangelical trips and things. And what it is, is I use a tea bag. It's not a normal tea bag. It is the tea bags of the old grey or the green tea. It's more the old ones with a, with a string and with a label on it. 
So I use that and I say to the children, sometimes it feels as if life with all the challenges tie us very tight. And people come and say ugly things to us and it's like labels that they stick on us. But it's up to us. We need to give all those words that are hurt you to the Lord. And all these labels we need to take off and give it to God. Give it to God, all those labels, and where's my little thing? I can just pull this one off. I've prepared one beforehand. We give it to the Lord. And then you know what? There's still in our heart, there's lots of black stuff. Things that we did that's not good. Things that we said to other people that's not good. But we can even, those things that are in our heart, we can give to the Lord. And then we start pouring out all the tea. And they come and they all have a look at the tea and say, oh, that's sin, yes, that's sin. You know, and they play, I give them ample time. They need to explore. It's experiential teaching. They need to explore it all. And that's why I say this is not the normal tea bag because you do need to have a tea bag that forms a cylinder. And I do this teaching especially with my teaching about the Holy Spirit that the indwelling spirit then use us in other people's lives. And I say to them, only if you poured out all to the Lord and he cleans you. And I bring in the Bible principle as white as snow. I bring all those verses in here. And then I say, remember, when the, uh, with the Holy Spirit... There was flames on everybody's head. So let's see. If the Holy Spirit come, you must see that it stay up. Okay, so don't move. That It really felt over just by my breath. I was talking now while I hold it. So you need, the trick is, you need to make it stand up and you must not move that it falls over. Okay, you see how light it is. When the Holy Spirit comes and he fills you and he makes of you a new person and only then can he come and he can use you and he take you. Now he doesn't want to take you today. But this whole thing, if I start, let's just do it once again. That whole part lifts up. And then this, you all got the savvy to look at me still. The children go, <laughs> then you say, you feel like her to it, but you say, okay, let's try again. It didn't work this time. Let's try again. But the main trick is you must not let it fall over. If it fall over while standing, it's not going to fly. Because the signs after it is that the heat of the flame as well as the lightness of the, the bag, the flame eat it away and the heat of the flame pulls it up into the air. So you need to get it standing. That one full jumped over just as it was nearly finished. Lucky for you, if it doesn't work again, go and try it at home. It worked really. And as I say to you, um, people... It really keeps people's attention. Just once again, 
remember the science behind it. This is not magic. I am so careful. Our children, I don't know if you watch the TV, but there is so many programs that's filled with magic. And our children get really uh, pulled into the magical world of the evil one, and we don't want that. One thing while I'm standing here that I must tell you, everything that I do during sessions, I test, I retest. You cannot just decide I'm going to do this and then you just let, you try it and it doesn't work because then those kids, you lose those kids. Let's see if I can keep it up straight. making sure I see that the fire dies because when it comes down I don't want to burn the church down. <laughs> but this is such a powerful tool. I got no control of where that thing lands and the Holy Spirit will take me and go and make a difference somewhere in the world in somebody's life. Okay. So I'm ending off by saying the last verse that I want to read to you is written in Matthew 18, verse 1 to 6. And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever reaches one such child in my name receives me. May each one of you, there where you go, touch children's lives. Because that is Jesus in our midst. And may your children bloom in your congregations. May they be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and may you share the most important message ever with them. May they one day look back and say, that uncle or that aunt at my church touched my life. Stay blessed. Amen. Amen.